You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Ain't No Seeds. All right, folks, what's good? Another episode of Ain't No Seeds podcast. And today was a big day for the University of Kansas and the football program. The program that we've seen at the very lowest, at the worst of the worst. You can't see much worse than we've seen through the years. Today was an unbelievable day that just proves how much progress we've made. And I know it doesn't feel like a short amount of time, but really what we've made in a short amount of time since Lance Leipold and really Travis Goff have arrived. It's rendering seasons, season, A, B, B turn. Uh, I guess just give me your initial thoughts on the brand new stadium that the Hawks are, are I guess, revealed today. The renderings. Fired up about them, boys. I can't believe that we're in a, we're finally here. I, I don't know how long it's been exactly, but I feel like every five years or so, there's little murmurs like, KU wants to do this to the football stadium. KU wants to do that. Feels like we're at a point now where it's actually going to go through and happen. And it might, there's going to be a couple years transition. We all get that. But in about five years, this bad boy is going to be moving. I can't wait to see. Yeah, and obviously last last year there was a ton of hype just behind KU football in general, and Travis Goff kind of announced the new stadium during that week, and KU was hosting game day, so kind of been waiting to see what it was going to look like. They announced a bit, they announced that a big announcement was coming um, just recently, so we've all been looking forward to today. I think Travis Goff said something about this is a date we're going to remember forever. Um, August, what is it, 15th, 2023, like one of the biggest days in KU history. So it's exciting. I mean, it just shows how committed they are to the program. And it's been that way since day one of Travis Goff and his coaching search was perfected. Went and got Lance Leipold, um, did his due diligence, and that was the perfect hire. We have a stud AD um, and one of the best head coaches in the country. And they're just going to keep riding the momentum. So it's super exciting. Yeah. So we can't deny that we all like the renderings, right? We like what we see it. I mean, from where we were at to what we saw today, I think we would have been excited about anything, but I do think what they released today was phenomenal. Um, But I I just want to hear, I want to get into the actual details about what we saw, right? I think the, uh, the thing that's gotten a lot of talk, well, obviously the stadium just looks incredible. The surrounding area looks great. Um, now we'll get into that because that is maybe one part that you don't love. But the big talk, I think, was outside of it being awesome, was the lights. Everyone was like, what the heck are those lights up there? Um, I, especially when they released the video that showed the lights popping on, I I like it. I think it's unique. I don't want our stadium to look like every other stadium. And I know for the most part, they all look pretty much the same, but it does kind of add like a feature to it that you may recognize. I don't know it. I didn't dislike it at all. Even initially before I saw it pop on with the lights, I didn't dislike it, but then I did get texts from people and saw some tweets where they were like, what the heck's up with the lights? So what, what, what was your guys' initial thoughts on that? And was there anything else that stood out? 
that maybe you were kind of like, what is that? I mean, it definitely yeah, stood out. It didn't look, oh boy. <laughs> no, it, did, it doesn't look normal, but it's unique. And I think KU football's in a spot where I want them to be unique. Like I want them to be known for something other than sucking. If it means having very thin and tiny wheat things for the lights, then that's fine with me. That's cool. That's going to be something that you see in the little flyover, you know where you're at, like the fountains at Kaufman. But I don't know. The tailgate spot just feels like it's because we've been there for so long that just being plowed over for conference center or welcome center or whatever the hell it's going to be. Not thrilled about that, but at the end of the day, we're going to figure it out and we're going to be pumped to see the new stadium even with those minor little things. People are going to find a reason to be mad about something. Look at the Royals now. For two years now, people have been complaining about where are we going to park downtown? You'll figure it out. Just build the like world-class stadium first, which is all that matters. Yeah. You'll figure all the rest out. And if, yeah, if there's a good product on the field too, like how much does it really matter? Like KU football is putting out a bull eligible team every year. Not much to complain about, but yeah, the first thing uh, that jumped out to me obviously was the lights. And that kind of was my first thought is just the uniqueness behind it. Haven't really seen it anywhere else. And it's just, it's just nice to have like an actual stadium. Like I'm not going to sit here and dog on what we have now, but kind of just bland boring it's not really a stadium yeah there was games in there and stuff but we're gonna have an actual football stadium and it just it's just like i said it shows the commitment from travis goff and how things have um changed rapidly like they haven't they've only been here for two or so years um they already made it to a bowl game they're already obviously making changes on a new stadium so it's just amazing how committed they are we've been waiting for this chris harris said it in his um interview today they wanted a stadium even back in 08 09 when they were actually good so those guys have been waiting on this like av said there's been kind of rumors here and there about getting a new stadium but now it's finally coming and it's going to obviously be a stadium that we're going to be in attendance in for years and something that's going to be insanely important to us for a long time you know what i hope happens with this big upgrade and this is going to be something no one talks about until there's a game on tv with the new stadium I hope the split level means there can be like TV cameras in the middle so we're not looking straight down if we're watching a game on ESPN at the booth. You know what I mean? I feel like we always have horrible camera angles where it's like games at basketball games at Duke. Like it just doesn't. Right. It looks like you're watching from the rafters and I'd like to be able to not do that. Plus, we, we haven't said it yet, but fans being a lot closer to the state or a lot closer to the field. Huge. That bowl was so stupid. It was so dumb. Wow, that's huge to me. It's just going to improve the actual game-watching experience a whole lot. But, yeah, I mean, just to get more into even the little details uh, of what you see, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's the side. It's like, I wish we had a picture, but, like, the silver kind of wall on the side that says David Booth Memorial Stadium or whatever, I thought that looked phenomenal. It just looked... It's something where I feel like if you are a road team and you roll into Lawrence, obviously for years past, you're coming from Oklahoma State, you're coming from even like Texas Tech, even K-State, you're rolling up and you're saying, this is a dump. But now I think you're going to roll up and you're going to say, man, this is this is Kansas football stadium. This is pretty sick. Like, I'm impressed. Like, that's how I would feel if I went to some dinky college basketball arena and expecting something small and unimpressive and rolling up and finding a uh kind of like what t didn't tcu like do a big time 
remodel to their stadium. I don't know if it's any good, but I, I love just, the people. There's just nothing to it, you know. Like there's nothing to the booth. You just go there, obviously watch your uh, watch the opposing team as an opposing fan, but there's really nothing to it. No game day experience at all. And now, yeah, it just it feels actually feels real, and it'll be. I think Goff said today something about we don't even know about the game day experiences yet. How they haven't really talked about that, so. I'm interested yeah. what that's going to be like. I think that is something because, I mean, there were definitely, even me, I mean, AB, all of us, we love the tailgate. That's that's really been the most fun part of being a KU football fan for the last decade. So, like, you see those pictures today and you're like, um, do I have to literally buy a home on Alabama Street to tailgate? Like, there's... It didn't seem like a whole lot of options if you're not like obviously a big time donor parking right next to the stadium. But like you said, B turn, I we're still in the very early stages of this. I would be shocked if Goff and all his guys have been sitting around in conference rooms and and going over ideas and not once have they thought, hey, by the way, we can't just completely get rid of tail like there's gonna be a way to figure it out. There's gonna be tailgating. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't think anybody knows quite what it's going to look like. Um, obviously, the hill, as as Nick just added into the chat, said, but like, I don't know. I I certainly wish there was more parking, but there's still more to come. We're still years and years away from really the final product. So, um, I think my main takeaway from today is that if you don't leave what we saw today completely excited and just positive from for the future of this program, then you're insane. And you just yeah. kind of look for negative things and everything. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to say was I feel like there's always going to be haters or there's always going to be people that aren't completely satisfied. Like it's not going to be a perfect project um, completely, but I think no matter what we were going to see, we should be happy because what we've had to experience since Mangino left and what the stadium's been like for so long. So I think... I would have been satisfied with anything. I didn't really, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, obviously, I hadn't seen pictures or anything till today, but I was, I was going into it probably going to be positive no matter what because it was going to be an upgrade from something that not too many people really um, enjoyed. Yeah, and I mean, uh, go, go ahead, Amy. I was going to say at a certain point, I just trust Travis Goff that he like kind of gets it. And I wasn't super worried that it was all in his hands and Lance's hands to not all of it, but a good say in it. Like I, I wasn't worried that he would put complete garbage out and the whole fan base be pissed off. Yeah. I mean, until Travis Goff makes like a major mistake, like the guy has obviously I'm sure there's things that maybe he, but the guy has been borderline perfect as an AD since he arrived at Kansas. So like, I have no doubt that in, and we always say this about Travis Scott. He's genuinely a diehard Kansas fan. He wasn't here to collect a check with his buddy like Jeff Long. He he is us if we all got into athletics and tried to become the AD at Kansas, right? Like that guy just loves KU, and he's not going to just ruin the game day experience for fans like I think maybe some people are slightly worried about and we're probably over exaggerating the negativity there really wasn't that much negativity i think for the lights yeah i mean the lights and then yeah the tailgating or whatever you want to say but for sure the overall sentiment of the day was this thing's awesome we're excited i mean the ku's 
KU's job of delivering it with the videos, getting Kevin Harlan, which I think Barstool KU tweeted this, but like us having Kevin Harlan to do voiceovers for stuff is such a cheat code. It really is. Like, who, who, what, who's K State going to get in that situation? Not to, I don't want to go. The, the Bulls, the Bulls PA announcer. Who's that? Uh, I don't know. He went to K State, I guess. Oh, okay. Well, good. Um, that would be sick. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Harlan cheat code. So, KU killed it today in my eyes, and I think they're going to continue um, yeah. to kill it. But the main thing, like if you want to get real deep, and not even deep, but if you want to just truly think about why this was so important today, you know Lance Leipold's happy with what he sees. Like, not yeah. that, that dude's not going to listen to offers, but you can't say Goff's not doing what he said he would do. Yeah, exactly. Goff's been committed since the start. He's been focused on this for a long time, and obviously this is going to make the head coach insanely happy. They seem pretty secure here. Lawrence, him, and his wife, obviously they're going to say that no matter what, but like you said, Goff's doing whatever it takes. Um, Leipold's obviously delivering on the recruiting trail. The staff seems all in, so if he leaves, obviously it wasn't anything that we did wrong. You know, I mean, Travis Goff, is, like you just said, he's been doing whatever it takes, making improvements. Things have changed quickly. He's learned we can win here. He's learned we can get recruits. So yeah, I don't I don't see why he'd be unhappy. Obviously we wouldn't be mad if he took a high level power five um job offer, but yeah, he's gotta be insanely satisfied right now. Yeah. A B, do you think like I guess I haven't really dug into enough detail yet, but like compare the renderings we saw today compared with like I'm thinking like a Wisconsin or you know those schools that Lance was tied to I'm not saying that these are necessarily going to be better than other places but like we're absolutely competing right when this is all said and done could you not argue that we're going to have a truly elite football stadium and area for players yeah for sure because I feel like with Wisconsin and Nebraska to tie it to Lance like they have a lot of history but in terms of like actual stadium, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I guess yeah. it depends on who you ask. Like, are you Allen Fieldhouse to us is the coolest, but is, you know, some, the Yum Center that's brand new, is that like better? I, yeah. But still, Braden yeah. said it, you guys both said it. Like, Lance pretty much made it clear he wanted to be a part of the process of getting everything on the road. And, I just think if golf continues to like build onto the trust that Lance has in him, we don't really have much to worry about at this point. But again, we go nine and three and Michigan state opens up or something like that. You never, you never really know. I'm I, yeah. overall though. I feel like the three of us and a million KU fans have gotten excited about certain things with the football program since the orange bowl. And they always fall through. Every single time it falls through, this coach sucks now. We get excited about less. He forgot how to coach. We, like, Turner Gill was the next big thing. Charlie Weiss had a big name. And it all just, like, failed right in front of our face. But now it feels, like, fucking awesome to have excitement and see them keep building on it and building on it and building on it rather than leaning on it and falling down flat on their face. Yeah, I mean, if, if this doesn't happen, <laughs> I'm like... If this doesn't happen, even... just cancel the program. Yeah, seriously. We've raised $160 million already, I think, of what I read. Need to get to 300 I mean, it's the wheels are not only in motion, they're flying down the road. So, like, it's going to happen, and I don't think we're going to get our 
our hearts ripped out like we have so many times. So uh, let's let's before we get back, we'll talk some more about this. But we got to talk about another major announcement that happened this week, and that's Mm -hmm. home field. (laughs) Not a KU basketball recruit. We'll talk about a KU basketball recruit in this too. But home field dropped a new line of Kansas gear. Um, If you haven't bought it yet. What are you doing? What are you Darn. possibly waiting for? It, it's incredible. The jamming, slam, slamming, jamming Jayhawk shirt is maybe my favorite thing they put out yet. Um, Orange Bowl gear is out, which is something I've been like. I don't know about you guys. I have no more Orange Bowl gear that I can not only obviously fit. I don't even know where any of it's at from 2008. So it's like that was nice to see them coming out with that. So we talk about them all the time. Homefield doesn't disappoint. Uh, new KU line is officially out as of Saturday. You can go to homefieldapparel.com. And if you use no seats, 23, is that right? Do I have that right? 20, 15% off. Yep. You can get 15% off on that order. If you haven't already ordered, um, do it. Use the promo code no seats, 23, get 15% off. If and if you haven't even checked out the line, go look at the line, and I promise you don't even need us to tell you to buy them. You'll just find something you want to buy. So shout out to Homefield. As always, they do not disappoint, and uh, we appreciate them for supporting pot. So we're going to head to a quick break, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Okay. So now what I want to talk about is like, now we've got these renderings. I love saying the word rendering. So I could just say it all day. Um, We've got these renderings. Players have seen it. Players are are on Twitter. They're on Instagram. Does this, like, I thought about this in two ways. Is this like a mode, like not a motivator, but like a, Hey, we're legit. We play like, we're not at little old Kansas anymore. We're good. We're a pro we're a legitimate football program. We're, we're here to play like one. Um, that's one way of looking at it. Like they're going to take pride and, and be really excited for this. Or does it add more pressure? Is it, does it go from like, yeah, it's Kansas football to now it's like, wow, we got to play because they're building this $300 million project for us. And, uh, we got to perform like, I don't know. Do you think today's news impacted players, mindsets, motivation, anything like that? Yeah. I don't, I don't think there'll be pressure at all, especially with this coaching staff. I think they're just attention to detail and stuff. They always have the guys prepared. So they're always going to perform. I think it definitely brings us a ton of legitimacy. I mean, like we already talked about to keep the staff and show how serious and committed we are. Um, And then from a recruiting standpoint, I don't see how, it won't help. I mean, it just it's keeping the momentum rolling. Last year, obviously, you start five and zero, make a bowl game. Um, Lance kind of said he's here to stay. Golf announced the stadium. Now the stadium's coming, so just a ton of momentum rolling forward. It almost feels fake, um, and it's just kind of circling back to <clears throat> circling back to Lance and why he might stay. I think you've always heard how competitive they are and how they just want to build up programs. And I think they were just waiting to get to a power five big time D one school. And I think Kansas is a big brand. Um, the big 12 is becoming more attractive. So I think I don't see why KU couldn't be a bull eligible team 
or at least compete to make a bowl game every year for a while, as long as Lance and the staff stay. Yeah, for sure. AB, do you have any thoughts on like how this affects current players and even recruits and stuff? I feel like the whole, it's kind of scary to think about, and I hadn't thought about it too much until you said it, but you parlay all the stadium stuff and they're doing all this for us on top of we just had the greatest season in KU football in 15 years. I hope that they don't get too big of a head. I almost wonder if that's Lance and the staff's like biggest challenge going into the season because almost everyone returns. It's not like they have to practice basic stuff like they did last year. I don't know. Is that like the biggest thing is keeping the mentality right and keeping them moving forward and not settling for, I mean, they've done amazing things so far, but obviously the goal is bigger and bigger and bigger. You don't want to fall and stop now. I think the mentality or kind of like you said, like in a weird way, you kind of still have to convince these guys that they're not even close. Yes. You really are not. Like if you take away, we start five and zero last year, but, and obviously JD got hurt and, you know, we played a tougher schedule, but we won one of our final seven games, right? Like, we didn't come out just absolutely scorching all season. So, I do think there's a big aspect of like, hey, look, last year was great. It set us up for what we just got, which is a new, you know, renderings for a stadium. And now it's time to like, we're not even, we're still not even close to being like a top five program in the car a top six conference like we've got to keep the momentum going and I think you're right avoiding just kind of being satisfied with oh we made a bowl game we're getting a new stadium we're you know we've got buzz around the program we got college game day like that was all stuff that happened really fast much faster than probably a lot of those guys expected it to but now you've got to shift the mindset from we got to start to build momentum. So now you got to keep momentum going and you got to deliver because if you show up this year, whether it's fair or not, and you win five games, people are going to be really, really disappointed. You're going to have people saying, why are we spending all this money? So like, I don't know. What do you have on that B turn? Yeah, that's, I guess there could be some pressure there because obviously you have a three and nine season. Everyone's back on your ass. You lose a lot of the fans. Um, and I'm not saying we're going to go three and nine. I think yeah. our over under is like six, but there's going to be a lot of obviously competitive games. The big 12 is good. We have a really tough, um, non-con game against Illinois, but you go three and nine or four and eight, even if you're competitive, people want to see wins that could turn fans um, away. It could turn recruits away. So yeah, there, I guess there could be some pressure there. Didn't really think about, but I just think the staff has these dudes so locked in and there's so much more work to do and the staff's not satisfied. Um, and like you said last year, yeah, they start five and zero, but I don't think they have anything to be insanely cocky about. I know they're college kids that probably get a lot of attention and they get a decent amount of money from NIL. So maybe that could be something, but from a football and win standpoint, I don't think there's truly any reason to be insanely cocky. Yeah. And I think you're right. The staff is, they're not, they're not going to let even if we were, even if we went 11 and 1 this year this staff's not going to let this team get overly cocky and like that's just not how Lance Leipold rolls he's always going to have a team that's focused and like committed on what's next like what's the next thing we're trying to accomplish so i really don't worry about that especially with Jalen dude's just a leader the guy loves i think the the process of taking this program from where it was 
to where it's at now. But I think he said it. I think it was uh, was a Big 12 media day. It was after the bowl game. I can't remember. He's like, I want to win a Big 12 title. Like, I don't. Bowl games don't satisfy me. I want to win a freaking Big 12 title. Like, that dude is not going to be just content with winning six games, seven games. So I think, if anything, this will help in a way that I started this segment with, of, like, it adds legitimacy to these guys. These guys feel more proud, probably, to play at Kansas. They don't feel completely overshadowed by the basketball program as much anymore. Um, so it it's just exciting. But like I said, there's no way to view this as a negative. And uh, just it's perfect timing, too. Season starts in two weeks. It I'm just so jacked now for what this team is. And, like, we keep forgetting. We return everybody. There are so many people coming back to this team that damn near won a bowl. So, yeah. How bad would it have to and get then, for people to start like one at like, I don't know. You've this is the second time I've heard you bring it up. They better be good this year. How bad would it be for them to lose public support on the project or the team in general? Because I think if they win five games and they're not getting blown out in their losses, they're still probably fine. Yeah. It's it's got like two and ten, three and nine, and not even close in like half of their losses. That I think would cause. I think five games is yeah that, but that's what I'm scared of. I don't know what the answer is. Five games to me, five wins. You're definitely going to have fan base that some part of the you know people that are always negative that are going to be really really upset about that. But like B turn said, the over under is six, so five is not crazy it would certainly not be fun but uh, also be our second best season since 2008 like i know so i think people i I think the whole thing is people just got to remember where we were 18 months ago just like i'm not saying they're going to be bad but on the off chance they are probably not gonna be as bad as it was like i do think three and nine would be really bad i think i don't think it would lose fan support but it'd be very deflating especially heading into a season that's going to be attendance is going to be cut down due to the um, remodel or whatever. So it's a, uh, all right, we got the other side. Actually one more, I got a few more things on this. B turn. Did you have something? No, I just, I was going to talk about just the tailgating experience a little more golf and how good he's been. Just look at last year. And we always talk about that K state KU debacle less miles year when it was supposed to be a good game and the concessions were a nightmare um, they ran out of they ran out of food. The bathroom lines were terrible. This year, obviously, I think there was the same things happened. And immediately the next week, they made changes. Him and Booker, um, everything was a lot better. Like their attention to detail is so good, and they kind of go into the mind of like us, like the buyer that's coming to the stadium, and we want a good game day experience. So their ability to adapt and things like that are amazing, and it just shows you with with the coaching search. I mean, it was down to. Jeff Munkin, right, and yeah. Lance Leipold, like two really good yeah. coaches. I still, I still wonder what it would have been like with Munkin since he runs that different offense. But I think obviously would have been a good hire. But had a home run um, just from the start. He's been great. So obviously he's going to go to the mind of the fan. And there's got to be game day experience by the stadium. You don't. You obviously want fans to come, show up early, be right next to the stadium, maybe a little liquored up, um, yeah. and walk into the stadium so there's going to be experiences i'm sure and this is obviously just renderings today renderings they are i think golf should create like a tailgate um focus group 
people to get together, throw ideas out. And I think we should be on that. So, um, that's, I'm throwing this out, Travis, yeah. off. let's, uh, let's just meet, let's talk and let's, let's figure out how to make tailgating still absolutely incredible, even though, um, there's a building where we used to tailgate now, but, um, so last thing, and then we got to take a quick break and we'll talk a little hoops, but the shortened attendance, how do we think that, like, that's going to be, how weird is that going to be? I never saw numbers based on what they would be cutting it down to, but, and I guess it, my point was going to be like, does that ever kill momentum? But no, it doesn't because then you open a brand new finished yeah. phase one in 2025 and like everyone's back. But like, AB, you have any ideas on how we should settle who gets to be in the stadium 2024? I was thinking like chug offs, you versus fans, if you beat AB. <laughs> We just yeah. have like 20 tickets and I just black out on the hill. Uh, I would love to just run like an Olympics for who gets to be inside the stadium in 2024. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that'd be that could be a good video. It'd be like Mr. Beast stuff handing out like a season ticket package to, I don't know. But uh, it, it's not going to be that bad though, is it? Like, I don't know. We're, it, hopefully it's a problem where we're selling out every week and people want more seats in there. Uh, anything other than that's bad news, but I don't hate the smaller, more intimate kind of vibe. Not to bring up passion, new, like, super passionate and intimate. Packs. It'll be nothing but season ticket holders. Like it, uh, it could be fun. It'll just be interesting. Yeah. I don't think we've ever uh, seen that, but you're right. You got to have a high demand. You got to be in a spot where like people want to be at the games and they can't be, right. which could even help 2025. You get restricted. It's like COVID coming back out. We were all just like so ready to be back at games. So, yeah, that could be Can uh, – I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, one more thing on the stadium. Uh, the looks from like inside from the renderings when you're sitting in your seat basically, it kind of feels like it's a dome almost. I know it's not. Not close. Still very open roof. But with the lights and everything, it just kind of feels like it's enclosed. And I don't know if that's just my dumb brain. I can see it in your guys' eyes that you haven't even considered this yet. <laughs> But it looks more indoor than it ever has before, which is good because that means it's not as wide as a stadium. Our stadium now is in sync. But I I didn't think of it yeah. as a dome, but I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. remember remember WWF or WWE as a kid when they do like cage matches and like or like bring the cage down the side. Like that's kind of what it reminded me of. And I saw some people making yeah. jokes about like calling it the bird cage. It's the booth for life, but. Um, <laughs> It is still funny to like the lights are you. That's what I'm saying. Like, look at what we we're already making comments about the lights and like nicknames are coming from them. It's I don't know. I think the lights are unique. I love it. I'm I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to make this work, but they need to be lights that the whole structures move. So they're like waving the wheat kind of when we score. Can you imagine? It looks like it's a car dealership with the big inflatable yeah. guy moving around. I think the project's now 600 million or maybe a that's billion. It's all right because so many way up the week, maybe get the label ready. I um, I just I kind of got nervous at first when they announced a limited capacity thing, which I know that's something they have to do. But I kind of immediately started thinking about it from a number standpoint and just maybe from a home field advantage standpoint. Like I don't want it to be. I don't. I'm not saying the booth is like the craziest home field advantage in the country, but I think we have the potential. The potential to be 
really, depending on who stays, really damn good in two years. I mean, that 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 could be Jalen's last year. That could be Devin Neal's last year. Um, so I know Devin Neal could go to the NFL this year. JD could do whatever he wants too. But I think we could be really good. And I don't want to lose out on having like a huge home field advantage. I'm not saying there's going to be other fan bases taking over the stadium and our fans aren't going to fill it. I just, it would be nice to have a full stadium for that year. But obviously this is something that they, they got to do. So but there's 20,000 jam packs. I hadn't thought about, yeah. I hadn't thought about how good that team could be. But like AB said, and like you were just about to say, a jam packed stadium, still a jam packed stadium. Doesn't matter. It's like Allen Fieldhouse versus. Yeah. Up. Like it, it's still. And KU fans know how to cheer for their team. Like they do it for yeah. basketball all the time. It's not that big of a difference. They give you a product. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. All right, well, we all agree renderings are awesome. Travis Goff's awesome. Lance Leipold's awesome. And uh, now that we're a football school, um, that doesn't mean we can't talk basketball, though. So we're going to take last break, and then we will come back and talk a little Kansas basketball. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is Kansas basketball hoop what I said that one time that made you guys, you wouldn't stop? Kansas basketball hoops. It is very funny thing, but it just flows now. Right off the tongue, but... We, I mean, it was a big weekend. I was not, it wasn't on my radar at all. Like, Beecher, and I don't know if you've been fun. And I've made jokes that I simply don't follow recruiting anymore. I I think once you get past the age of like 27, 26, 25, maybe, it's really hard to stay invested in high school recruiting. But I'm sitting at a gala. Are you guys gala or gala? Gala. I'm actually yeah. upset you said Gala. This is gift yeah, but, all over again. No, no. Yeah, but speaking of age 25, I think I woke up at 25 and I just started saying Gala. I said Gala for 25 years and then I started saying Gala. I'm never like Mr. Portnoy with his Milanos. Like they just, what are we talking about? I'm a, I've turned into a Gala. It's upsetting. Guy. How do they? How do they say it there? Do they announce welcome to the? I think Gala. I think it's classier to say Gala. How? Cr- I don't know though. Uh, comment below on the YouTube if you uh. Or say Gala or Gala, but I'm sitting there yeah, like I was you know, offensive. Gala was a Gala was offensive, man. You're canceled. Also, I don't know if classy 
if classy matters or not, I think there's just a right or wrong way to pronounce it, right? Maybe. I actually think there's just two ways to say it, to be honest. <laughs> Some say it one way. Well, now I'm invested in this. Are you guys route or route? route. If you're going to Sonic, what are you saying? Uh, route 44. It's a route. You're on a route to where you're going. Hot route 66. A root is a tree in a tree. Sure. For right. Right. I route 66. I'll say it again. Do you call it Route 66? Because I think I agree. I think that sounds better, but I've only ever heard Route 66. Nick. You see, Christ. Look, I'm just repeating what I've heard before. Yeah. I. Ooh, root. My mom always I, called I, him Route 44 Diet Dr. Pepper. So maybe I'm I, just brainwashed. I guess I. I don't care how you say it. Uh, when you're going to sleep, I think if you're driving somewhere, I'm definitely, hey, what route are you taking? You say what route I'm taking. You right, say? and the, the receivers are out running routes. They're not saying, oh, look at this corner route. Like, it's a route, but it's, you know, Route 66, it's just, that's the thing. Okay, well. Kansas basketball. Kansas basketball. Half's fine, <laughs> not boys. We're not seeing this kid play for 18 months. But it was exciting because I what? see, like, I start getting tweets and I start getting texts like, wow. And I had, I didn't even know he was, he's the highest recruit since Josh Jackson. Is that right? Yeah. I think and, according to 24 7. And he had a hundred percent, correct me if I'm wrong, a hundred percent crystal ball to Auburn. Mm -hmm. Imagine being Auburn fans. You're sitting there Saturday night. Throw your frozen pizza in the oven. You're like, hey, we're going to get our biggest recruit we've ever gotten. And then it's like, nope, going to Kansas. That was million Baco for us. That's how we felt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but a lot less damaging when you're Kansas instead of Auburn. But, yeah, Nick just mentioned that he was like a big-time clean early in the recruiting, <laughs> or like a month ago. So just, it was very, it's been a while since we've gotten one of those massive, massive recruits. Obviously, we've done fine. But to truly just go out and get the number one center in the country, a top three, four guy in the entire country, like it, it got me excited. And yeah. it's just kind of, I think I saw tweets about this. Bill Self is just on top of the college basketball world right now. That's, that's, that's all there is to say. Yeah. He's on fire. He pretty much is getting whoever he wants. Um, and the portal, like we've said, he's got one of the biggest transfers ever, maybe the biggest. And Hunter Dickinson, he just got Furphy, which Duke and some other Blue Bloods UNC were after him. I don't think we realize how big um, of an impact he could make here, how good that kid could potentially be. And then, yeah, Flory Badunga this weekend. No one was – no KU fans were paying attention, really. I mean, I saw – I don't know if you saw this tweet, right? I think you would have died laughing. But um, Jeff Goodman, before – like a couple hours before it happened, got on, got on Twitter and was like, Flory Badunga decides tonight um, – going to be Auburn or Kansas, my prediction, Kansas. Everyone in the replies is like, Goodman, you're a dumbass. Like, you're a clown. You're a joke. All these Auburn fans are going in on him. I'm not even watching the um, announcement from Flory. I get a text from one of my good buddies that just says Bill Self, and I just lean up like that picture you tweet, leaning up in the chair. Under and we're, what? Oh, goes, no, yeah. Obviously, go search his um, name on Twitter, and yeah, they got him. And it's crazy. Recruiting's wild these days. You can just—I don't—I'm sure we dropped the bag. I would assume it was 100% Auburn, but you can like flip a dude's mind last second, just like Mackenzie and Baco. You start hearing the rumblings late about Mark Cuban following him on Instagram. Mark Cuban obviously went to Indiana. 
I was obviously Bill Self was telling people that morning that Mbako was going to KU. He picks Indiana. We were just shocked. Everyone was shocked. Um, but yeah, the same thing kind of played out this weekend. And Bill Self, like you said, is on fire. Yeah. It. My favorite part about it was we played all last season without a center. And I I tweeted this, but like Bill Self went one year without a center. And was like, okay, I'm going to go get the best center in transfer portal history. And then I'm going to turn around and get the number one center in the country uh, high school player. Like, he's no longer messing around. He's never going to have. Now, I do have a question. When I tweeted that, I got a couple responses that were like, Flory's only 6'8". But I thought I, I saw, saw that too. I just saw 6'10 like five minutes ago. But when I first saw it, it was 6'8 as well. So, yeah. do you know anything about that V-turn? Yeah, he's 6'8", I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, he, he just plays with a ton of energy, gets up and down the floor, a ton. Um, obviously dunks the basketball a lot and catch a ton of lobs. Um, and they said his face-up game improved to get him out the past past year or so. So, I don't obviously don't know how tall he is. I'd assume if sites haven't listed at 6'8", he'd be around there. I know some sites have him at 6'10", but I think there was already talk about him being a little undersized to be a center because people are talking about him being a rim protector, which yes. is obviously tough to do at 6'8", but yeah, he plays with a ton of energy, ton of energy, um, sprints the floor, plays hard, exactly who type of player that Bill Self wants. So yeah, kind of goes back to Ernest and Zuby too, talking about them and how they could have gotten recruited over. So those are guys that I guess I can't blame for leaving just because it's Kansas and they're always going to get Big time talent. So Bill, Bill obviously found a way. Yeah, it's uh, so I see six nine on on threes. Is that what you call it? I feel like that's pretty legit. But yeah, it uh, regardless of if he's six eight, six nine, six ten, he's a guy that's long, can go catch lobs. And AP, not sure. Do you know who's going to be the point guard at Kansas in 2024, 2025? Are we talking about this? His name starts with a D. Is it? Do, do, I call him one one Harris. Yeah, I mean the guy's gonna catch so many lobs from Dewan Harris, and I don't know. Like, I think would we all agree that like Hunter Dickinson's trying to come play here one year and then go pro, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think this man solidifies that. Unless you think this guy goes to the four, but then Kate, we're back to where we're always at with KJ. It's like, where do you put KJ? I've got a separate oh, take on that. I think KJ, I think we should be even more excited about KJ than we have been. Like, Bill's not going to go out. If if he knew that KJ couldn't competently play the four for 30 minutes a game, he's not going to go out and aggressively pursue a top five recruit center who's probably only going to be here one year. I don't know. I just think I'm going to trust Bill, and that's, we're not going to know the answer to this until 2025 probably, but shit man that makes me excited for kj and i don't know if that's really been in anyone's mind yet i think kj i don't know what kj's ceiling is at kansas but if you don't think he's gonna just be an absolute gamer the next two years at kansas where i mean we say it over and over again but he's gonna make big plays late he's gonna block shots he's gonna catch lobs he's gonna play incredible defense like KJ I don't know if KJ Adams can be like a first team conference player but you I wouldn't call you crazy if you said he would be like I think with his athletic ability 
his commitment to playing the way Bill Self wants to play, KJ is going to be great. So I'm just excited. I think even now you look ahead to like this year. We're stacked this year. What mm-hmm. what can we be next year? Like I think Bill South really has a chance to go on a incredible five to ten year span to maybe wrap up. As sad as it is to say that, wrap up his career. But like he might do it in like Nick Saban fashion, where he rattles off like three natties in ten years. I would. Uh, yeah, and I mean, if there if there would have been a tournament in 2020, he would have been we would have been a one seed three the last four years, so, which is it even out of the normal for for Bill Self, but that would be pretty crazy for any ordinary school. Um, but yeah, I think NIL wise, transfer portal wise, I I think he could kill it. We could kind of see like, I don't know if I'd say the glory days of KU basketball, but I think like you said, like a crazy run that Bill could go on. I know. It's really tough to rattle off natties, but Jay Wright did it two of three years. Florida went back to back, so it'd be nice to go on like a two and five years. Like, say we win one over the next few, Bill wins one or two more. That would be amazing. But yeah, I think he's he's super motivated and rejuvenated since the health scare. And I think obviously we've said it's going to be a good thing for KU and for him from a health standpoint. But we're going to get a rejuvenated Bill, who I mean seems pretty rejuvenated to me. He's he's on fire. So. Yeah. A sneaky, hilarious thought. This was Bill Self's first, like highest recruit since 2017, and you'd read that and be like, man, Bill Self's really been struggling on the old recruiting trail. It's like, what's he done since 2017? Oh, Final Four. Uh, Should have won a natty in 2020, was the number one overall seed. Oh, and then he won a natty in 2022. All while not getting a top five recruit in the entire process. Go count how many Duke, Coach K, Calipari – even Shire now, like go count how many of those guys have got. Like the guy is just better than your coach, and it's not even really close. It's like quite the gap of Bill Self. Could you really anybody? Look Fire at you giving Shire. Look at you giving Shire one year sample size. Whatever. The guy yelling <laughs> out of his mouth of drives me crazy. Hey, that's a charge. So um, no, it's it's wild, man. Like. I yeah he I just want to say one more thing like yeah we appreciate Bill we know how good he is he's the best in KU history but it just feels like one of those things like imagine our old asses 40 50 years from now sitting in Allen Field house with like kids or grandkids and just like thinking back on the memories of Bill like how consistent how not worse than a four seed that many conference titles there hasn't been too many like how many teams in 20 years have you been like yeah this team can't win it like there's not there's not too many one a few yeah so we're gonna be sitting back thinking like dude we got to see the best coach in kansas history in his prime at the winningest school ever it's wild how can they say like i wish there was some way of knowing that we were in the good old days while we were in the good old days well we're in the good old days Mm -hmm. and uh hopefully we're also in the good old days the football program because things are going well um cfp at the university of kansas but Let's go ahead and wrap this up. This was fun. Football is coming very quickly. Um, and I'm excited. Oh. And the rendering, I'm going to go look at renderings. as we We're see. in the booth two weeks from Friday. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So, all right. Thank you for listening. Go, go check out Homefield. Go buy your gear. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Rock Chalk. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button 
and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.